0: We <coughs> and <coughs> The discussions that we are having over these past few days the four actions that Hazrat Walaa Rahmatullah explained. So this is another kitab of Hazrat Ruh ki bimariyan aur unka Ilaj. It has been translated into English also some parts of it. So as some aspects here which are related to the same discussion so this has got one incident mentioned here hikayat hamare murshiduna hazrat maulana shah abrarul haq sahab daan barakatohum ne ek murid ko jo bad nazri ki sakht bimari mein mubtala the hazrat says that my Shaykh hazrat maulana shah abrarul haq sahab rahmatullah so he had there was one person who was dear to him on murid who was very severely involved in this sin of casting lustful glances? Kapre ki dukaan karte the, and he had a shop where he used to sell material fabric. So Hazrat imposed upon him her bad nazarī par 5 rupees jurmāna mukarrar firmaya, and taharrir firmaya ki ye jurmāna khud na ada karna, balki har doy majlis se dāvatul hak mein bhej dena. So this person was severely involved in this evil of casting haram glances and looking at women, etc. was so imposed upon him that on every lustful glance that you cast, you have to pay a five rupee penalty. Now this is an old incident, so at that time five rupees would have been a significant amount for him. So, like in our case, maybe we might say maybe 50 rands. So he said, on every wrong glance, you will pay a 50 rand, 5 rupee fine, penalty imposed on yourself. And further he said to him, that this penalty, all this money that you're going to end up gathering because you say you're so severely involved in this, so this money you're going to put together, you don't give it yourself in sadaqah. You send it to Hardoi, where Hazat used to be based, you send it to Hardoi, you will give it on your own, with your own hand, you are not going to get that benefit. Now outwardly it seems, what's the difference? Whether he gives it, or whether he sends it to the Sheikh to distribute it, what difference will make? He's paying that penalty still. But there's great hikmat in all these things. One is, that in giving it to the Sheikh, the whole Issue will be coming forward also what's whether it's happening to start off with number two how much is happening so that's already one major issue here quietly he may give it and appear like nothing happened so this is one major benefit the other thing is that in giving it himself he will still get some kind of so to say so to say kickback how he'll select such people to give it to who will now somehow want to return the favor also so in some roundabout way he'll get some benefit out of it the least is somebody will regard him, mashallah a very generous person they don't know what's going on he's paying some fines here when a person pays some traffic fine nobody regards him as generous so this is cutting all this down at the root. So Often, sometimes something is being said, something is being advised. The person now doesn't realize what's the depth of this. Where is this coming from? So he takes it for granted. He doesn't take it seriously. He doesn't take it as something that's really so important to now. Abide by every last detail of it. Fine, overall he accepted it and did it. But that f- benefit is actually in the finer details the full benefit some degree of benefit will be in applying whatever has been said <clears throat> but the full degree of benefit is in the finer details so now here has told him that for every haram glance you will give 5 rupees but you won't give it yourself you collect it all together and you send it to herdoi so further this says that bas ye ilaj aisa mufeed huwa ke 10 din ke baad unka khat this now became the enlarge and treatment for his problem that it cut it off right at the root <coughs> that immediately after this prescription now every time that the eye wants to now lift in some direction so immediately the pocket is becoming heavy because now this is going to empty the pocket so that became now the thing that became the barrier so in 10 days after 10 days he wrote back to say that Hazrat in this 10 days I, <coughs> I didn't come to one haram glance Allah <laughs> ke mein barkat hai khud se jurmana kar le to nafa na other part of this is explaining that one is the prescription but the other party is that there is barkat in mashwara of the pious this is something which allah Ta'ala has given us this direction of mashwara nabi sallallahu wasallam was commanded not that he needed to make mashwara from the sahaba but this was to lay the the uh, to set the precedent otherwise nabi sallallahu wasallam was the recipient of wahi. But to set the precedent and to lay the foundation that this is how things will move ahead. When a person will make mashwara, Allah puts the barakat in that mashwara. So this is the barakat that in that 10 days thereafter, this person didn't even commit this haram once. On his own accord, the person decides, okay, I'm going to impose this penalty on myself or that penalty without that mashwara. The same benefit won't come. That benefit is greatly also due to the barkat of the maswara. Aadatullah, yehi hai ki jab koi sahibe nisbat sheikh kamil se ilaj karaya jata hai, to nafaat hai. This is the system of Allah Taala that when a person undertakes some treatment from a sheikh, then Allah Taala puts benefit in it. Hak Taala jo tadbeer bhi uske kalam se ya zuban se bayan kara de. <laughs> whatever procedure, whatever treatment Allah Ta'ala causes to come through his pen or through his tongue, this is actually inspiration from the side of Allah Ta'ala. And therefore, there is a lot of barkat in this. And sometimes this is in the great Ahlullah that that becomes a karamat of this that what they had prescribed becomes something that hits the target directly in any case Hazrat says that this karamat of the ahlul awliya this is something which is established from the clear text of the quran and from the hadith especially it's clearly established that this karamat of the awliya this is barhak. this is not something to aspire for something to look for in others because karamat is not the basis of acceptance karamat is something which is a help from allah Ta'ala's side but it is not the basis of maqbooliyat hazard junaid baghdadi rahmatullahi, one person stayed in his company for a long time 10 years and after 10 years he finally one day suddenly out of the blue came and he said that i'm going now so he says you're going what happened did something happen out of the blue, suddenly you're going. So he says, Well, I am here ten years, and in all these ten years I haven't seen you perform one karamat. So, in other words, now I'm disappointed. I came with some this expectation that you are a very great personality and I'll see a lot of karamats at your hand. So when this person explained himself that this is what now became the reason for suddenly going, so he said, now I'm not even grieved at your going. If this is the reason why you came, then obviously you're here for the wrong reason. Then he asked him that, okay, tell me in this 10 long years that you were here, on one occasion also did you see me do anything against the sunnat? So this person said, no, that I didn't see. Then he sighed deeply. and He said, ah, what greater karamat are you looking for? The greatest karamat is ittibay sunnat. Person who is adhering to the sunnat completely, that is the biggest karamat. Other things which are supernatural things, that is not something which is the basis for acceptance in the sight of Allah Ta'ala or there is any sawab on that, expressing that karamat. It happens sometimes, especially previously. This was a common thing, often it used to happen, but the Akabir used to suppress this. They wouldn't often even display this kind of thing. And many, if they find some Murid is now be flying too high, and these kind of things are becoming apparent, then they would adopt something or make him adopt some procedure and means which will block all this. Masihullah Khan sahab, one statement of his, which was, karamat, karomat. So it's karamat, karomat. Karomat, don't even get involved in this. This is not something to even try for or become very greatly amazed by it. The real karamat is ittiba of the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu Another incident Hazrat writes that, Ek badkaar, tha. ke mein din tha. that A person was very, very evil, involved in a lot of haram and all the time involved in sins of lust. This was his life. Phir kisi allah se nafs ki hui. Eventually, Allah ta'ala gave him the tawfiq of making his islah at the hands of some allah waale. बुरा बुरा Initially, when the life that he was leading was the evil life, and everybody used to be forever uh, reprimanding him, talking ill of him, they used, he used to be disgraced. और और but after he made his Islam and he acquired this great wealth of taqwa, the same people who used to regard him as very disgraced and lowly, the very same people started now respecting him. Unse dua karane lagi. Those people who used to regard him as an evil person, <clears throat> the very same people now came started coming to him to request duas. Because the reason for this is that that river wherein now water starts flowing, that river, it now takes on a different level. Obviously now when there's water in that river, people will come and benefit from it. When it was dry and weeds were growing all over the place. So people don't want to come close also. It says when a river is flowing strongly, then from a distance already, the coolness that comes from it, it already indicates that this river, there's a river flowing strongly here. The cool breeze that comes from that direction already gives an indication from a distance that here there's a strongly flowing river. And on the opposite, that river which has dried up, from there the dust only keeps flying. Because the riverbed now is dry completely. So there's only dust flying, and that dust causes it. difficulty to others. The eyes are now getting harmed by it, going into their faces, their mouths, so they don't want to come close also. Likewise, that heart which is devoid and empty of the love of Allah, then that heart is desolate. It's like a home that is, has been deserted and it is totally like a desert Saharai khushkota it's like a totally arid desert now nobody feels comfortable in a house that has been deserted uh, everything, the ceilings are falling down there's cobwebs all over the place It's totally dusty and full of sand and dust and the air is damp so now a person goes in such a place, such a house already his Feeling like running out of there. The same thing when the heart of a person is devoid of the love of Allah. Ta'ala. There's all the cobwebs of all the haram. The ceilings are falling in because instead of the zikr of Allah, Ta'ala, there is all the remembrance of evil. And likewise, that whole heart, everything is in a terrible condition in there. So anybody comes close to that heart, they feel uneasy. Even if it is one's own family. Many a times, there are issues which come up. Domestic issues come up. So there are many reasons that these kind of situations crop up. Sometimes it's just a lack of akhlaq on either side. Sometimes it's some other issues. So there isn't one hard and fast rule that can be made out of it. But many a times, when there are problems. And somebody comes up to complain about this is happening in his house and that's happening and this is how his wife is treating him and this is how his children are behaving and so sometimes this is explored as is this one of the problems or not the person is asked that this is now a, the reasons or trying to uncover what could be your problem so therefore this question is being asked are you by any chance involved in looking at haram, casting lustful glances so very often this is one of the root issues not necessarily the only issue and not always the issue but often wherever there are these kind of problems, this is one of the issues involved so now that heart which is filled with all this haram so there is an uneasiness to start off with now that example of that heart as it gives is like this desolate house this deserted house the house has been left empty for a long time so after some time months go by and a person walks in nobody wants to be there until it's not cleaned out properly person feels totally uncomfortable there because of all this filth and dirt and cobwebs and whatever else so likewise that heart now that gives its effect out so outwardly, person cannot really identify why they're feeling uneasy in this company. So now that wife is totally now, can't feel any ease in this person's company, these children are not feeling easy, there's a sense of restlessness in this company, and vice versa also, other way around. But the problem is not outside, the problem is inside. Problem is within the heart. So now this is giving off, is generating something, is generating what is in there. So there is all the evil in there, so that is coming out, so that has its own effect. So this is the issue that a person who has filled his heart with the love of Allah Ta'ala, that has its own positive effect on himself, on others. Like a house that is well kept, neat, everything is in its place and it's airy, good uh, scenery so now a person who is feeling down, out, he is not well and somebody brought him and put him in this place, he already starts feeling a little bit relieved, starts feeling some comfort in it because he is feeling good in that environment he is feeling good in that situation, so when the heart is filled with the love of Allah others around also start feeling comfortable he himself will be comfortable and others around will feel comfortable, he himself will be at ease, and others who are at unease will come become easy in his presence. But this is the effect of that heart now being filled with the love of Allah Ta'ala. So this is what Hazrat is talking about. that <laughs> <laughs> that heart which is devoid of the love of Allah Ta'ala is like a deserted house, totally desolate and like a dry desert. And noor ma se gulista And that heart in which the special noor of Allah Ta'ala comes, and this noor of Allah Ta'ala comes on that heart which has been repeatedly broken for Allah Taala's pleasure. The same lesson that we learned when we earlier discussed the four actions, that the person who breaks his heart but doesn't cast that haram glance. Allah Ta'ala mends that broken heart with the sweetness of iman. That is that nur. These are all different names for the same thing. That nur that comes from Allah Ta'ala's side, that is the sweetness of iman. That brings that sweetness in that heart. That brings that sweetness in that ibadat. So, that heart which was broken for allah taala that heart which is filled with taqwa that is a heart where in this no is. so that heart which is now filled with this taqwa ma ki se hara bara aur gulista hota hai then due to the barkat and the blessings of being connected and linked to allah taala this heart is now lush and it's like a garden so now a person in a garden he feels very happy there is such peace in such a heart which is filled with the love of Allah that even the kings cannot even dream about this kind of sukun and peace. The kings are only in the midst and the lap of external luxury and comfort. But where the real comfort is, they can only try to dream about it. The real comfort is in the heart. There was one Nawab, India, he was totally, just couldn't get any peace, and couldn't even sleep at night, all the time restless. So one day in his palace, this very huge and luxurious mansion of his, and in the upper story he is now just pacing up and down in his balcony. Then in the distance you can see this one person is walking, woodcutter, he's got this bundle on his head, so now that bundle of wood, how heavy that is, this person, poor person, and dressed in simple clothing, and as he's walking, there was a stream or river or something there, so he stopped there, he put his bundle down, he sat down, he opened some little, very simple food which he had wrapped and brought along, he ate that food, sipped some water from this stream, and then he put his head down on one of those logs of wood and he slept away and this person is standing in the distance and he's observing all this and he's saying, I can't get any rest and any peace and any sleep in this mansion of mine with all the best of food all the best of comforts and everything and this person in that manner on that hard ground with his head on that piece of brick or log or whatever and he's already in this comfort and in this peace so he told his people go and catch that fellow and bring him. So he asked him how did this come? So he says how it comes? Nothing. I live my life in a simple way. I carry on. Don't disobey Allah. Ta'ala, and try to do what I can. So he said if you could give me what you just got, I'm ready to part with my whole kingdom. just Everything, give it to you, you give me that peace. So one is the means of comfort, the means of luxury. Asbaab rahat or hai? Rahat or hai? The means of comfort is something else. Comfort in itself is another thing. Comfort in itself is in the heart. And Allah ta'ala gives it to who He wishes. And the principle and the usool is that it will be given to those who are obedient to Allah ta'ala. Then, if the person is in the most simplest of dwellings, he'll get it person is in the mansion and in the palace also, he'll get it also. Provided that this uh, this love of Allah ta'ala is in the heart, provided that this taqwa is there, then this person will get it, whoever he is. Whether he's rich or poor, whatever he is. And otherwise, no matter what he is, he'll be devoid and deprived of this. Maulana Rumi, ne bayan formaya hai, baz Ahmad Persian couplet which means the tarjuma meri says that when the water now now the river has come alive again and my king is also arrived this is now when a person builds his taluk with allah بَهْرَحَالْ so, coming back to the incident that he was talking about this person who was involved in all this haram and then made his islah and became righteous حضرت so says nevertheless now with the barkat of Taqwa, the people who were regarding this person due to his sins as very very debased and very despicable now they started respecting him, और उन पर तब्सिया और उन पर तब्सिरा क्या करती थी, and those who used to now pass comments against him, they started respecting him. और ये चूंकि वली होने वाले थे, इसलिए कहा करते थे, मेरे हाल पर तब्सिरा करने वालों, तुम्हें भी अगर इश्क़ के दिन दिखा है, एक दिन वो भी आया कि उनको उनके शेखे ने इजाज़त भी कर दी और उनसे says this person Allah Ta'ala then caused him to progress it was as if because his future was to be now very great so in his so so to say his condition was speaking this that you are passing comments on me today may Allah Ta'ala also show you this day when you also get this love of Allah Ta'ala and finally that day came when he also was granted ijazat by Shaykh and people started benefiting from him then he expressed his gratitude in the manner which Hazrat puts in his poetic words that मेरी पर आसमा रोया, मेरी का लेकिन आपने That I was so disgraced and I was so lowly. That even the skies and the earth cried over my disgrace. How could you have brought yourself so low? But this entire face of disgrace you totally turned it around. Tha mere ka chit hona. Ne iska sar says that my nafs, the nafs that was inciting me to was haram all the time. It was extremely difficult for me to even just wrestle it down. It was totally out of the question for me to be able to wrestle it down. But the inspiration that you had, which you then gave me the advice, you totally crushed its head. I couldn't even wrestle it down. You crushed the head of this Nafsi <laughs> Ammara. <laughs> Hu mir Ab mir ki ab composed one couplet and he uses used to use the name of hazrat Mir Sab rahmatullah Rahmatulale, who was his Khadi Mihas often in the poems. Hazad says that initially this person used to be, now this is the meaning of the couplets. The one who used to be involved in now meeting all the haram beloveds. But now he's changed his direction. Now he's meeting with the Ahlullah. So therefore it says, Kare tahkir Koi mir ki. Don't look down upon him. What was the past was the past. Now Ab Allah Se. When he's meeting with the Ahlullah, this is now actually he is meeting with Allah because they are showing him the line and the road how to get to Allah Ta'ala. So they are not the maqsood and the matloob. They are not the objective. The the objective is Allah Ta'ala. But this is the procedure and they are the guides that take him to Allah Ta'ala. So therefore, he has now linked himself to Allah Ta'ala. Yesterday we discussed some muraqabas. So, another muraqabah today. For getting out any kind of ujb, vanity, where a person thinks good of himself, or thinks that I have done anything, I have achieved something great, as we discussed yesterday that these muraqabas are very simple, and generally the time that is required for it also is very little, but these are things that are very, very effective, these are things that are very deep. And especially the muraqaba that we discussed yesterday, this is something to always be very punctual on this. Especially if somebody has slipped at some point in time and there is any remnant of that left in the heart. Alhamdulillah, a person has made tawbah, might have been years gone by, but if it is detected that there is some remnant of it left, then that muraqaba should be done very diligently. The muraqaba of the death. Of that person in the manner that was described. So here the muraqaba of removing ujb and vanity and thinking good of oneself. Whenever one performs any good deed then one should not consider it as one's own achievement and perfection. One should consider it to be a bestowal from Allah, a favor from Allah. This is not some imaginative fantasy Rather, it is reality. Allah Taala says, "Ma min hasanatin famin Allah." If any goodness reaches you, then it is from Allah. What can a person acquire of his own accord? If he thinks he earned it by his intelligence, where that intelligence came from? Who enabled him to use that intelligence? Sometimes, in moments, a person has lost his mind. He can't remember anything. He can't do anything. If it is his skill, he's very skilled with his hands. Who created those hands? Who enabled him to use those hands? And in one moment, Allah Taala causes that hand to get paralyzed. Where's all the skill gone to? So, like that, anything and everything, this is from Allah Ta'ala alone. Ma hasanatin, Allāh. That whatever good reaches you, this is from Allāh. So this is what to what is to be embedded in the heart. If one performs any good deed, such as giving a brilliant lecture or speech, writing a good article or book, being able to teach in a good way, propagating and doing tabligh very well, guarding the eyes and heart from unlawful beauties, spending money in the Allāh path, etc., then one should not consider it as one owns accomplishment and masterpiece. Rather. One should regard such achievement to be the bestowal and endowment of Allah Taala, the sheer grace of Allah Taala. Hazrat then gives an example that manure is put at the roots of a rose bush. Now, if a beautiful and fragrant, if beautiful and fragrant roses bloom from that rose bush, then is this the accomplishment of the manure? The manure is filth. That is dirt. And it has a terrible odour as well. Now that manure was put around the rose bush. So now when the roses came, is this the accomplishment of the manure? If it were the accomplishment of the manure, then only foul-smelling flowers would have come out. But due to the fact that sweet-smelling roses blossomed from foul-smelling manure, is a clear proof that this is actual fact, the bestowal of Allah Ta'ala, and His absolute perfection similarly we have been created we have been created from maim maheen a dirty drop of fluid we are the combination of the father's semen and the mother's menses therefore impure and evil actions are not far-fetched from such a creation whose essence is from impure substances thus if pure and good actions are carried out then truly this is in allah out of the sheer grace and mercy of Allah Ta'ala. Similarly, if sand or dust happens to shine brightly, then this is not the doing of the dust. It is the effect of the rays of the sun which are reflecting on the dust. The dust is dust. The dust has got no worth in itself. But the shine that is there is the reflection of the rays of the sun. If the sun's rays are removed from the dust, then the dust will immediately become dull and lusterless in this verse ma asabakum in hasanatin famin allah that any good which reaches you is from allah allah taala has remedied the detrimental disease of pride and vanity in this verse there is a lesson for us not to consider any of our doings to be our own achievements and or accomplishments rather any good that we may happen to do should be attributed to the bestowal, the assistance and the tawfiq of allah taala just as a loving father takes the hand of his small child and makes him write something on a piece of paper and thereafter congratulates him saying very good how well you have written now that child's hand father is teaching him to write so he makes him hold the pen and then he holds his hand and makes him write if he leaves him on his own then he doesn't even know how to scribble but now with the father's hand guiding him so now he wrote something and on top of that now the father congratulates him. MashaAllah, how excellent. So now if he gets very thrilled that I did this, so what will be the result of that? This is exactly the case with our good actions. Allah ta'ala grants us tawfiq and thereafter, out of his infinite mercy, attributes those very actions towards us. My couplet concerning this is as follows. Kar farma tu lutfe unka, ham ka naam hota hai. The bestowal of Tawfiq to perform good deeds is also his grace, and attributing those good deeds to us is grace upon grace. On top of that, Allah Ta'ala then blesses a person, gives him barakah and blessings in dunya and the rewards of the Akhirat as well. My Shaykh Shah Abdul Ghani Sab used to say that Allah Ta'ala says, Jaza'am an hisaba is sufficient recompense. A bestowal from your sustenance, sustainer and nourisher. But how can the reward be unlimited, whereas our actions are limited? It can only be said that this recompense is but his bestowal and grace. The ability to abstain from evil deeds, performance of good actions, remembering him, all of these are nothing but his bestowal, grace and beneficence. None of these actions are our accomplishments. So this is something to, from time to time, meditate upon this ayat as well. There are various different muraqabahs. And every now and again, a person should be occupying his heart in some muraqabah or the other. Every now and again, daily, some muraqabahs are part of the daily mamul Like muraqabah of moth, they should be part of the daily practice. But apart from that, from time to time, sometimes something, sometimes something else, inshallah, some other aspects may be discussed later. There's muraqaba of shukar. One is we always talk about making shukar, but muraqaba of shukar, that is something to do that shukar in a very deep way. And when this reality of shukar comes in, as discussed, this is something that uproots so many of these melodies of the heart. This muraqaba of shukar is also an antidote. When a person really truly gains the shukar, an antidote to all the depression, also. Because a person who is deeply grateful from his heart, his heart is overflowing with that gratitude. Gratitude is accompanied with happiness. When somebody gives someone something and he is very, very appreciative of it, so he is at the same time when he receives it, so he is very grateful. So a person, when he's grateful, he's expressing that gratitude that already there's a happiness coming out of him. person now receives something and he now becomes even more dull, more sad and he's saying Jazakallah. So he says this person, he's saying Jazakallah but he seems like he doesn't want it. He doesn't really like it. But if he truly appreciates it, then that appreciation bubbles forth. That is the happiness. So when a person has truly acquired sugar and the shukar has engulfed his heart, it's overflowing from his heart then he is also insan he will also feel pain, if something hurts him he will feel pain if he gets sick he will also feel the illness if somebody, he loses some beloved person, somebody passed away, he will also feel the grief but in all that his heart will still be happy with Allah Ta'ala. And as a result he will not be overwhelmed and overcome by the conditions surrounding him. He will be at peace. In his grief also, he will be at peace. In his grief also, he will be calm and collected. In whatever challenges are there, he will still be under control. So this is the effect of a person having acquired the shukar. So there is muraqaba of shukar. There is muraqaba of eliminating pride and vanity as we discussed. The muraqaba of uprooting this haram that is in the heart. Illicit relationships that may have lurked in the heart. So all these muraqabas are very simple, but very deep, very effective, provided the two things that we discussed yesterday, that it's done correctly, it's done properly, not done casually, just by the way, haphazardly, and it is done diligently. It is done regularly. So then this has a very deep impact on the heart and then this creates the correct actions because the heart is king, the heart has been impacted on. That now creates the thing within the person now that his now body also moves in the right direction. Allah Taala give us tawfiq. Today is, Zohar is earlier. Inshallah after Zohar there will be a program. Subhanallah.